what we do at Paula that makes us different from any other facility is that we do organized open play. I don't want it to just be like a bar that has pickleball courts. That's not my intention. My intention is to have, I notice like playing at the parks, is that everybody goes and they play with their group of friends. And if you're not in their group of friends, they're not gonna play with you. How do you compete with city funded parks? Moving to a new city, making new friends, and finding a new place to play pickleball that fits you is never really easy. I chat with Caitlin Myers, who along with her husband, Lindsay, and their two business partners, decided that instead of trying to find the right place to play, they would just create it. Together, they founded the largest indoor pickleball facility in Texas. 30,000 square feet, 11 indoor courts, eight outdoor courts, temperature control, a water fountain, bathrooms, seating, convenient parking, a food truck, no wind, no rain, not too hot, not too cold. Sounds pretty good, right? Welcome to Paula. Hey, what's going on, Caitlin? Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, can you tell me a little about yourself and Paula? Yeah, absolutely. So about me, I'm originally from California. Um, we moved here February of 22 to Houston, Texas, um, my family and I. So I have a little girl. She's three years old. Her name is Cooper. You know, when we were leaving California, um, my husband was kind of asking me like, hey, what do you want to do? And I previously am in mental health and substance abuse. That's my background. Um, and I worked in that, you know, uh, field for about 10 to 15 years. So um, once I had my daughter, it was right before 2020. I stopped working to take care of her. And obviously having a newborn baby, I didn't want to go back into that uh, field because I have a little baby. So, um, you know, I stopped working and we both agreed um, that we were going to move to Houston. So he asked me what I wanted to do. I had gotten into pickleball for about a year and in California, the weather is absolutely perfect year round besides this year. <laughs> um, so I said, I would like to open up an indoor pickleball facility. He was kind of like, that's absolutely crazy. Like, that is not what we're going to do. <laughs> um, and, you know, we moved here. Houston, compared to California, I couldn't find any real pickleball facilities to play at. So I found um, it was called Lone Star, and it was in Spring, Texas. And um, Gabby and Guillermo were the owners of that facility. They were so welcoming and inclusive and they texted me like every night like hey are you coming tomorrow um anyways i built a relationship with them long story short they needed to close down that facility it was all outdoor courts and they um they were going to build an indoor facility they came to us a couple months later and they're like hey do you guys want to be partners with us in building this pickleball facility. My husband looked at me and he's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like you manifested this. Like, how did you do that? So, you know, we talked to them, had a couple of long conversations about what it looked like. We jumped on board. Yeah. Let me know if you got any secrets on manifesting 
making <laughs> things happen because I, I need to use that in like a couple areas of my own life. I know, right? I know. I'm like, I'm like, how did I do that? Like, I just need to like figure out how I did that and do that in a couple other areas too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, where were y'all living in California? Orange County. So in oh, between sweet. San Diego and LA. If I wasn't living in Austin, I would definitely be in San Diego. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place to live. Yeah. Yeah. What brought you all out here? My husband is, his name is Lindsey Myers. He owns a substance abuse facility in Orange County, San Diego area. Wanted to step back from that. You know, we're in the process of building a family and we wanted something different. Honestly, nothing against California. We loved California. California will forever be my home and his home. He wanted to move to Florida. I said, why don't we check out Texas? So we came to Houston and we fell in love with it. And we both agreed that Houston was the best fit for our family. Did you ever play at Bobby Riggs while you're out in Cali? I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a good spot. It is a good spot. Yeah. A couple of yeah. my friends down in San Diego play there almost every day. That's awesome. Yeah. The facility looks really great. Do you all have any plans to bring a court to Austin? You have like, have you all, have you all visited Austin? Yes. We were just in that tournament. Was it last week? Oh, okay. The PPA? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, did y'all play? We did play. Yep, we did. How was it? It was so much fun. We had a blast. Yeah, it was Even really with the wind? Fun. I mean, we made the best of it. It was yeah. a little cold. I was in four layers. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, freezing. And we actually brought our daughter too. So, you know, I played Friday. My husband played Saturday. And then we both played Sunday. Um, and we went with like 20 of our friends from Paula. Um, we had a crew of us down there, so we made the best out of it. You know, it is Paula's indoor courts. So we realized that we need to, you know, it's, it's, we have both. So we have outdoor courts at Paula. We have eight outdoor courts and then 11 indoor courts at Paula. So we get to pick where we play and, you know, I play inside a lot. <laughs> So I had to adjust to the elements when I was playing at the PPA. Yeah. 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 I would definitely be spoiled. Like even if the weather was like nice, I'd still want to play indoors. It's just. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like even when it's like 75 and like beautiful outside, I want to play inside. Can you tell us a little bit more about Paula? Like I know it's the largest indoor pickleball facility in Texas, which is huge. And you just mentioned you have indoor courts, you have outdoor courts too. Um, yeah. Feel free to dive right into it. Initially, when we were building Paula, we were not anticipating being the biggest in Texas. Um, we just wanted a place to play. Um, we are pickleball addicts. Like, we love pickleball. And, you know, we just wanted a place to play. In Texas, if you're in Texas, if you live in Texas, you know that we calculated 180 days out of the year. It's either freezing, raining, too hot or too windy. So we needed a facility that we can play every day, regardless of the weather. As we were building, we were like, okay, we can expand, expand, expand. And it went on from there. So we have a total of 19 pickleball courts. We also have a chef who's cooking food, three bars that will be operating by the end of the month. We are actually getting started to host this time at our tournament, it's the Paula Flamingo Tournament. It's going to be rocking and rolling. This is the first week we will have a fully operating 
bar and kitchen serving food. My main purpose is that we have serious pickleball players. And then we also have the people that want to come on a date and drink and have a good time and play pickleball and just have a good time. I, I want both. I don't want it to just be like a bar that has pickleball courts. That's not my intention. My intention is to have true pickleball players that want to get better, that are serious about the game, but also the people that want to come and have a good time and drink and eat food and, you know, have a good time. Yeah. That's going to be like an interesting experiment, I guess, the way that plays out. Because I know like right now, as far as a lot of like folks I've interviewed, they're like, yeah, the pro player side is like great. And there's like very competitive players. The main focus for like a lot of people now is shifting to like the rec players. They make up most of the markets, like kind of like what you're saying, right? There are people who are absolute beginners who just want to go there and have fun. And then there's also competitive people who they're not necessarily pro players, but they're still those everyday players that you can count on to like come in on a regular basis. Yeah, that's really cool. What else do you have? Like you kind of mentioned, that's kind of like your vision as far as the intention that you want to bring to Paula, like anything else in there? You know, what Paula has to offer, we have open play from nine to 12. Anybody can come play, play at those times. And then also at 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. In those off hours, you can reserve a court. You can bring your friends. You can play anytime. We also have leagues and it's rated leagues. So anywhere from beginners to 404550 leagues. In Houston, it is a smaller market for advanced players. I would say for the 4550 players, it's a much smaller market. But yes, I mean, we have a huge demographic of beginners and we want to accommodate them as much as we can. And we do. Um, we have leagues for beginners. We have drills. We have uh, lessons. We have a couple instructors here. I think we have four instructors here. Everybody's new in pickleball. It's a new thing. So, you know, we're adjusting and we're adapting as much as we possibly can. And, and, and again, you can't make everybody happy. Um, but I think we're doing a pretty good job at it. No, I mean, if I lived in Houston, I would definitely belong there. Like it's, it is nice to know that people who aren't, who don't take it so seriously can come, but also like in Austin, we don't have that infrastructure, right? Like there's just a lot of places where it's too mixed up with like who you could play with. And for myself and my, a lot of the people I hang out with, we either want to hang out and play with our own, own like formed groups or. Yeah. We want to play with strangers that are on the same skill level. We don't really want to play with strangers that are like beginners, right? Like we might do that every once in a while because it's, we just want to be outside. We want to go, go hit the ball. But um, yeah, that definitely sounds like right now to me, it sounds like the right business model. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank that's you. Yeah. So the thing about that, and that is a big thing that um, I noticed like playing at the parks is that everybody goes and they play with their group of friends. And if you're not in their group of friends, they're not going to play with you. So what we do at Paula that makes us different from any other facility is that we do organized open play. So we have an instructor out there and they're set matching games and they're, they're doing the best job that they can. And they've done a phenomenal job at matching people with their rating. So if they're a three, five, they're going to do the best they can to match with other three, five or, or four O's, you know, you want to get better. And the only way to get better is if you're playing people better than you, people love that here. We also do it so that if you do want to show up with all your friends and play with just your friends, you can reserve a court and you can do all that for free if you're a member. So you can come to Paula, play open play, reserve a court, 
you know, do everything you want to do for free if you're a member. What's and the cost for membership? It's a year commitment, 60 bucks a month, and then 80 for month to month. That's not bad at all. I mean, all fun. things considered, you're playing like you have a guaranteed place to play and weather can't stop you. Exactly. And then everything else is discounted. So if you want to take a lesson from one of our instructors, if you're a member, you get 20% off. If you want a paddles, we are, we just partnered with Selkirk. We're so excited to be partners with them. They're amazing. Um, we have Selkirk paddles. You can buy, you can test out. We have demos. Um, we also do paddle rentals. Like if you show up and you're a beginner um, and you don't have a paddle or you don't know what paddle you're going to like, you can try them all. Also, if you want to demo a paddle to buy a paddle, it's free. Um, we also have rentals that you can buy. All of our balls are provided, so you don't have to bring balls. We provide all of our balls. So, What balls do you guys play with? We play with Selkirk. Oh, Selkirk. sweet. I didn't know they had yeah. balls. Yep, they have balls. And then we were current, so we're switching over to Selkirk. Currently, we're right now, we're playing with Franklin's. It's a very, it's a very touchy subject, like Franklin, I, Dura. I know. I know. That's the thing. I mean, it's everybody's... I don't, I don't, I prefer Franklin's. Um, and I, I do like the Selkirk balls, um, but I'm used to playing with Franklin's. So I'm just not used to playing with Dura balls. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. most people will just play with them during like tournaments, unless you're like exactly. very competitive and professionals, of course, too. Um, what does the Selkirk partnership mean? We have a partnership with Selkirk that is not 100% exclusive but we are primarily going to be working with them directly. Yeah, they're going to be, you know, hosting some of their camps at, at Paula. Hopefully we'll be working with some of their pros. You know, that's our, our future goal is to be working with some of their pros and having their pro camps at our facility. Um, Selkirk TV, you know, we'll be doing we'll be doing a lot of work in the future with them that we're looking forward to. Yeah, it sounds like a great partnership. I mean, they're growing for a legacy brand. They're differentiating themselves and separating themselves from like, I won't name any names, but they're really putting themselves out there like with the paddle technology and like Selkirk TV, like you said. And then also, I mean, if you watched, I forgot which tournament it was, but it was like two PPA tournaments ago and like th three out of the four players on the court were all rocking Selkirk and you're just like, what the hell? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're a um, great company to work with. That's awesome to know. Something else that stuck out was having paddles for sale that people could demo. Like I just talked to Joey B from the Pickleball Exchange. He's in, I think he said Encino, California, but he's like one of the first retail shops, brick and mortars to have a demo court like inside the store. Okay, so cool. he, he said that was huge. He ran the numbers and he said like since they've opened, they've ran 25,000 demo sessions. And he said like the biggest impact it's had in sales is just allowing people to have allowing people to ha be able to try it out because you hear about it all the time right like people shop on retail sites like pickleball central and they just order like five paddles and then just return the ones they don't want within that like 30 day period yeah that's amazing what does the Michelob partnership mean <laughs> besides free booze <laughs> that's a great question i should have luke touch on that because um, he is more familiar with beer and Selkirks and all that kind of stuff, but we are going to be exclusively working with Michael Ultra. You mentioned like earlier in this call about like Guillermo and his wife and of course your husband, Lindsay. What is it like 
founding a business with three other people? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, we knew Gabby and Guillermo um, just by playing pickleball and working with somebody and being friends with somebody is, you know, it's very different. Um, and we have been so lucky that we just have really complimented each other. I mean, we're all wearing different hats. We're all doing everybody's job. And, you know, right now we're in the process of figuring out what everybody does best and putting them in that position. It has been so nice working together and like building this pickleball dream that we've all had. Well, minus my husband, but he, he loves it now. You know, he's, he's always playing pickleball and he's so pumped on it. So, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an incredible experience and, you know, everybody's like, oh, you just open up an indoor pickleball court and that's it. And it's absolutely not the case. It is a lot of work. Yeah. I can imagine like everything you mentioned, like having the food, having the bar, like three, three bars, having a chef, um, and all the different, like aspects within just pickleball, like having leagues, tournaments, the way you structure the open play. I mean, everyone's just, I mean, you see other people who are just like opening up a place, like you said, and that's how you're differentiating yourself. But it's funny when you mentioned like wearing different hats and admitting your weaknesses and like, that's just startup life. Like that's crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, it really is. And, and, and the cool thing is, is that we all acknowledge the things that we're not good at. And it's been cool because then somebody else can pick it up and do it. And yeah, it's been an amazing, it, amazing experience, but it is a lot more work than I thought it was going to be like Guillermo. He remembers everybody's name the second they come in. And I'm like, I, you know, I wish I was like that. Like I just, <laughs> it's been awesome. Yeah. And what, <laughs> on this topic, what have you found is your strength as being like a founder? Kind of thinking outside the box. What can we do that will help the beginners? What can we do to, to be creative, I guess, you know, and this is the thing. And I'll, I'll admit this is like, I have the vision, but you know, Luke is great at making it happen. I also do, you know, I do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and helping with the instructors and, and, you know, the reception stuff and, you know, kind of the not so fun stuff, you know, the leagues and the tournaments that we've been doing, like how to make them better and how to, how do we give, you know, prizes and, 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 you know, stuff like that, just a little bit you know, trying to think outside the box, like what we can, what can we do different? What can we do better? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, as far as tournaments, something that like Steve Kuhn noticed when I was talking to him was just like having more games. And I don't know if you had heard about his like waterfall events, but it seems like you guys also have the duper partnership. What has your experience been like as a female founder and what insights do you think you could provide to someone who might be listening, who is a female who also wants to found a brand or company as similar to you? Um, I think the thing that has helped me most as a woman is being confident in myself and like really truly believing in my abilities. I don't, I, I guess I could say, you know, being a woman, I sometimes feel like people don't take me as seriously, but I believe in myself and I feel like if you believe in yourself, you can do anything. 
and um, don't let anybody else tell you different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just think that women are so powerful and are so capable. Um, and I, and I truly believe that, um, that there is a power behind a woman owning a business. I really do. What do you think is like some of the biggest challenges that you've faced so far? Um, maybe it does have to do with being a female founder or just being like a founder of a business in general. I think kind of what I had already touched on was trying to accommodate everybody and everybody's needs. And we can't make everybody happy. Um, I think that is the, the hardest thing. But again, I feel like we're doing so good at that and just making people feel welcome. I, that is our goal at Paula. Like it doesn't matter what level you are at pickleball. Like you're welcome here. We are a community of people that just love pickleball and you know, it doesn't matter where you come from. I mean, we're just a community of people and we want you to feel comfortable here. And, um, that is our goal. And we have, you know, we're in Houston, so we're in a melting pot, you know, it's, it's a large city and we have people from all walks of life. We have, I think about 25 flags from our members that have brought their flags from where they're from. And it's just so beautiful, you know, it's just, it really is a beautiful thing. And then it goes beyond pickleball. I would think, I would say that going back to that, like that is the most challenging thing is trying to make everybody happy. But I feel like we're doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not an easy task. Um, From your perspective, how do you compete with city funded parks? Like I actually was just in Charleston and I ran into someone who uh, she's a female founder as well. She's founding the pickle bar, which is uh, a spot out in Charleston, um, kind of entertainment, pickleball courts, like indoor and outdoor. But that was like one of the questions I asked her and would love to get your perspective on that. I understand people that, that don't want to pay what we offer that a park doesn't offer is that we're going to get you into games. We have somebody out there running open play. So you're constantly playing. I mean, for three hours, if you want to. So we're constantly getting you into games. We're constantly making you feel safe. And, and regardless if you're good or not, you know, we're going to make sure that you play. So I feel like that's the main thing that sticks us out from, from parks. The other thing is you don't have to worry about the weather. You know, when we were playing at, at the Grand, it was all outdoor courts. When it was raining, I love the rain. When it was raining, I was so bummed because I couldn't play pickleball, you know? And, you know, I think that's the other thing is, you know, they do have covered courts, but then you have to worry about the wind and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's the biggest thing is like, you don't have to worry about the weather here in Houston. Um, and then, you know, it doesn't matter what level you're at, you can play, we'll get you into games and we'll make sure that you're having a good time. And our players are getting better here. Like a guy came up to me the other day and he said, I need to take lessons. Like everybody's getting so much better. And, um, that is true, you know, because we're constantly putting you in games with people that are better than you and they're, you know, you're getting better because of that. Um, so again, Parks are hard. Parks are hard in the sense that 
people want to play people at their level or better than them. And again, we're a community. So you might get a game with people that aren't that good. And you were, everybody started somewhere. Everybody has started and they were a beginner at one point in time. So it's kind of like service work, a game here or there, you know? Um, but all of our members are so down with that. They're so into it. And, you know, they, everybody is friends here, you know, it's like home away from home. Yeah. Finding competition in places where it's not organized is, can be very frustrating. I think like time people have realized maybe, maybe COVID, uh, kind of like accelerated this thought, but it's like time people have really begun to like appreciate that time really is money. And also people are willing to pay for time to have it more like intentional. Like you're saying, like at Paula, you don't have to go to a part, like you don't have to go to Paula and be like, I need to feel this person out. It, you might go up to someone and be like, Hey, like what level are you? You're just kind of basing that off of like their word and people yeah. aren't really like the best uh, judgment of themselves. Like some people might say they're better than they are, worse than they are. So it's, that is a huge benefit is that like at Paula, you're going to get uh, like set up in the right kind of games and that already saves you a bunch of time and even just like to emphasize on that point like what's the most paddle stacks that you've seen at paula we don't do paddle stacking there you go <laughs> yeah no, no, Guillermo is completely against paddle stacking um he will not do it our instructors are like let's just do paddle stacking and he's like that's not what we do here so, so then how do you work around that we have instructors at all of our open place or one of us. So one of the owners are managing the open place. Interesting. So how does, how does that work? Like, I guess if there's like a bunch of like four O's and if the, has it ever been so crowded that, that people are like waiting and you need a paddle stack? Oh, uh, again, we will not do paddle stacking at all. Like completely against it here. Um, Yes. So on Saturdays, I mean, even during the week, sometimes we have up to 120 people here. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. But, you know, with the bar coming, you know, with food being served, you know, we're hoping that people can, you know, chill and hang out. And, you know, that being an addition to like playing pickleball, when there's that many people here, I mean, people are going to have to wait. You know, it's four people to a court, you know, so inside only 44 people can play at a time. And again, this is Guillermo's specialty. He will, he knows people the second they come in, he sees them play once and he'll know what level they are and who to match them with. There's this guy that came up to me and he's like, like really frustrated that he had to play with, you know, a 3-0 or yeah, he was like a 4-0 and he was really frustrated that he had to play with a guy that was a 3-0. And I said, you know what I do in that situation? I work on things that I need to get better at. And so that's what I've, I've, I've redirected some of our members that do get frustrated, you know, and they're like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. Like I can work on my drops. I can work on my drives. I can work on, you know, my dinking. Like those are the things that you can do when you're playing somebody that's not so good. Because again, you are not so good at one point, you know, so a little service work here and there is not going to hurt you. You can 
you can turn it around and to be like, okay, this is the time that I can work on the things that I need to get better at. If you have the right mindset, there's really no like wasted game. And like the idea is that I learned this from my jujitsu coaches, the intent is more important than the result. So there's like a lot of folks who treat every game as if you're supposed to win it. But then if you're always trying to win the game, then you're not really work. In most scenarios, you're probably not working on your deficiencies because you, all you're doing is trying to win, but winning doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting better or that yeah. you're working on your areas of improvement. There's one thing that we do. We do, uh, you know, best to 11, win by one. So we don't win by two, you know, especially if there's that many people. Um, there's things that we do to speed it up a little bit like that. Guillermo is a genius when he's organizing open play and he's training our instructors to do the same thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So that was like a key point is so the instructors are like keeping a head count of people waiting and then just yeah. like they're handling the turnover. Yeah. I had to ask that in one of my early episodes, uh, I talked to this gentleman named Jorge Barajan. He founded the pickler out in Utah and he was like, it was him and multiple other founders were just like, if you're going to start a business in pickleball, let it be facilities. Oh. Like don't start yeah. another paddle company. Uh, unless you're really, really onto something and like, there are like opportunities for apparel, but like pickleball facilities, like that's what we need the most. If the, there's, if there's like 50 million players guaranteed, a lot of them don't really have the infrastructure or places to play. Like in Austin, the place that the tournament was held at, people don't go there for regular play, right? Like yeah. that was just a special location for the, for a particular event. Other than that, God, I wish we had something like Paula. Like we were just talking about yesterday. We we're at South Austin Rec Center, and this guy's just like, "Yeah, I just hate waiting." And just like having that conversation. Of course, we did the exact same thing you just mentioned. Like people are socializing, people are hanging out, but people do also like to have like a consistency because they also yeah. know the impact of getting cold when they're like. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely! Yeah. It's if you wait too long, you have to warm up again. Yeah. 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 And speaking of that, can you go into the Paula Flamingo tournament a little bit? So uh, we actually have about 280 people that have registered for this tournament. It is our biggest tournament so far. So it's going to be on and cracking tomorrow at 11 a.m. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw on the social media, it looks like it's a three-day event. Might make a stop up on Sunday just to check it out. Um, yeah, come on. What is the tournament format like? Are you guys doing anything different or, yeah? No, not different by any means, like a PPA or an APP. We're kind of doing it kind of standard. We are doing our 50 plus and 65 plus because that has been a huge ask for our members is doing, you know, age specific. Um, we weren't able to do that for every category because of timing. The only age bracket we have in this tournament is 50 plus and then 65 plus, which will be the, the age brackets will start tomorrow on Friday. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Looked online. looks like there's like singles, doubles, mixed as like that whole general format is... Yes. As far as like the play, is everyone guaranteed like two games, three, four? Two. And this guaranteed. is is this okay. the first tournament? I'm pretty sure it's our fourth. So we're gonna be doing also, which is a benefit for our members. Um, we have about 350 members right now. Again, we just opened in October, so 
We are growing faster than we expected to. We are going to be hosting around three tournaments just for members. And then we'll do, we'll also do like public tournaments that people can come like the Flamingo. It's a public, you know, it's an open tournament, but that is something that we want for our members is to do, you know, tournaments just for our members only. Can you touch a little bit more on the leagues? Um, Leagues have become, they're so popular. 10 leagues every week and they are based on your skill level. So if you're a, a beginner, 2-5, pushing 3-0, we have two leagues for that. We have 3-0 leagues to 3-5. We have 3-5 to 4-0. We have 4-0 plus. Um, the funny thing in pickleball is that everybody thinks they're a little bit better than they are. <laughs> including myself. Um, I'm getting better. Guillermo likes to keep me humble. Our goal in that is to get a rating system in Paula. So to get somebody to rate our players so that we can have leagues that are very strict on that. But again, we've we've done really good. Um, It's still a work in progress. Um, And then, you know, we are trying to, what we're trying to do is get a 4-5-5-0 league. Very few 5-0 players in Houston. But again, in our area, I think there's about, that I know of, about 20 to 40 5-0 players. And maybe there they're any, high. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are there any pros out there? Yeah, honestly, I thought all the pros were in Austin. <laughs> they are. And they're, they're also, they could also desperately use a place like Paula. I'm telling you guys, like, I imagine the land pro call me <laughs> yeah yeah just get a pool together and we'll create an investment round what advice would you have for someone who wants to create a business in pickleball no that's a that, that is a good question honestly for the apparel for the paddles for all that stuff i have no experience in um i feel like pickleball is such a a market that everybody's trying to get into and i think they i think they should try i mean i'm all for trying. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? If you have an idea and you believe in it, go for it. I had this dream to build an indoor pickleball court and I trusted that, you know, the worst thing that could happen is that it doesn't work. And I think that I would regret more not trying than I would trying and failing, you know? So Um, but again, my suggestion and my advice would be, don't think it's not a lot of work because it is, it's a lot of work. It's blood, sweat, and tears. It's day in and day out all day long. We're here every single day. I bring my three-year-old daughter with me, you know, like when I have to, when she's, you know, when she's not in daycare, like she's with me and we're here, you know, it's just a lot of work, but that's okay. Right. Like it's okay to put a lot of energy into something that you're passionate about. So just know that it is a lot of work. Yeah. Would make more sense to fill your day with the thing that you enjoy doing, or at least you enjoy the idea of it progressing into something more long-term than the do something where 
you're constantly like sitting there day in and day out, just questioning, like, why am I currently doing this? And you made a great point. Like, just give it a try. Like the, the worst that could happen is it just fails. And that's very true that even worse than that is living with regret. And 90% of our problems are just like come from the thoughts in our own head. And if you're constantly living with regret, it's not ideal. Um, also, if you're single, you also have an excuse because every founder I've listened to or like talked to has like a family, has a child. My brother has like two, two daughters and I can't even like imagine what it's like to run a business while also providing the resources of like energy and time into raising a child. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's it, that, being a mom is the hardest job I've ever had in my life by far. Um, but it, you know, it also is the most rewarding thing. I, I just knew that I, I needed, I needed fulfillment and something else too. Um, and yeah, if you're single, go for it. I mean, this, you're stoked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, time. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good share that you just made is like, you have a child, but you also needed fulfillment in another area as well, which I feel like you hear that often is people just kind of like stop at having a child, which nothing wrong with that. But the fact that you can admit, Hey, I need also need more than this. And there's, and there's, I guess they're like also two completely different things too. So it probably, I don't know what it is just like some biological thing of like needing fulfillment and needing a purpose in two different areas. Absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, shout out to all the moms out there. Like it is the hardest job in the world. And even the stay at home moms, whew, that is, that is work. And um, yeah, I just, I just believe that again, if you have a passion, I am all for going for it, taking the chance, you know, making it happen you know, again, that's the worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't work out and that's okay. That's totally yeah. fine. How do you want people to remember, remember you? Oh, that's so powerful. I would like people to remember me. Gosh, that is very powerful. I need to think about that. I think, um, as a, as a caring person, somebody that, um, really truly cares about other people, and, you know, has a passion and, and, and you, you know, try it, goes for it. You know, somebody that just a fun, good person, honestly. I mean, it's so simple, but I guess yeah. that's the best thing. I, that's the only thing I can really think of, you know, somebody that makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, definitely. And that um, love pictures. <laughs> the most important part. Yeah. Uh, this one was fun. I really appreciate it. Um, but just want to give you a chance to plug away, let people know where they can find out more about you, Lindsay, Guillermo, uh, his wife, Gabby, even shout out to Luke. Um, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can find uh, Paula at paulapickleball.com. That's P-A-L-A -A, and then pickleball. And then on Instagram, same thing, Paula Pickleball. Um, we're also on uh, TikTok at Paula Pickleball. And, um, yeah, Luke Williams is our head outreach guy, marketing guy. He's a killer. Um, the other owners are Guillermo and Gabby. 
And then I'm Caitlin Myers and my husband, Lindsay Myers. Awesome. Thanks again for sharing your insights and hopefully inspiring someone who's out there listening that um, to pursue the idea that they might have. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun, Brian. Awesome. Yeah. Good luck with the tournament this weekend. Thank you.